0: Sirius XM radio presents in conjunction with house of athlete.
1: I am athlete tonight.
0: What up, what up, what up? Good people on this good Friday. This is, I am athlete tonight. I am your host 10 year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. with my teammates, former first round pick of the WNBA auntie Chantel trimeter and former pro bowl quarterback with the kansas city chiefs my guy b flow brandon flowers how are you guys doing on this good friday yo yo happening happening yeah we auntie we know we know matter of fact let, let's just get right into it i want to go auntie, auntie her flowers right let's because that's what we do on the show we give our teammates they flowers auntie called this Golden State Warriors win in six games. She called this from the beginning, so I'll give her credit yet. Yeah, go ahead and give her a round of applause. Come on, round of applause! Said The Warriors would win by plus eight. She was correct on that aspect as well. So, Auntie, I want to give you your flowers. And, you know, usually we do a whole bunch of different teases, but Everybody in the sports know, world knows what we're talking about today, right? The Warriors are the 2022 NBA champions. Congrats to them. Congrats to Steph Curry, who was named the Bill Russell Finals MVP. He scored 34 points in a closeout game in game six last night, and he averaged over 31 points a game, six rebounds, five assists. Now, the Warriors, man, they, they really decided, you could tell early in this game, that this game was not going back to San Francisco. And in the first half, they went on a 21 to nothing run in the first half, which is the longest run in the NBA Finals in the last 50 years. After the game, Steph Curry talked about what it took for the Warriors and, and him himself to get back to this championship
2: point. This one hits different, for sure. Just knowing what the last three years have meant. What, it, what it's been like <laughs> from injuries to you know changing on the guard and the rosters, wigs coming through, our young guys carrying the belief that we could get back to the stage and win, even if it didn't make sense to anybody when we said it. So I wanna bring in
0: our teammate Auntie Chantel. Auntie, my mom. What is the biggest reason? the Warriors are NBA champions this season. Mm. Steph Curry, Steph Art. Curry, Steph Curry. <laughs> you,
3: know, um, you know, adaptability, you know, I think that, that they were just able to count on like everyone um, and consistency when it mattered. Right. It, you know, October and November doesn't matter. in the NBA and, Wiggins just came through and, and just balled out. Uh, Draymond had probably his best game of the series just in everything he does, right? The intangibles and and then Steph, you know, I was six points away from talking so much trash to you last night now, <laughs> I, mean, I, I said he would have 40, but... You did. You know, he just, you know, there was no way, like I said yesterday, there's no way that that Boston could have felt comfortable... Getting beat by ten and Steph didn't didn't make a single three, and so you knew he was going to do something and 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 then you know we'll get on your boy Tatum in a minute. I don't know where. Yeah, we're gonna talk it, about him work. later. Don't you worry. But yeah, that's why they're here, and I'm so happy for Steph and 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 you know Aisha now. You know now she's going to be a good cook now, I guess. And <laughs> they, you know, they trash, but you know I'm I'm excited for them and and it's well deserved. And it was a great series. It was a great series.
0: Yeah, B-Flo, what do you think was the biggest reason for the Warriors to be, uh, for them to win the, why they won the championship this year?
4: I honestly just think they have the best team, Mm. right? They so deep, Mm -hmm. they can go nine and 10 deep if they want. But Steve Kerr, they also have one of the best, if not the best head coach in basketball right now. And Steve Kerr, because everybody likes to look at the Warriors and say, hey, they got a squad, who can't make that work? But it's hard when you got all these players and they have a great foundation where it's like, Anybody that comes to the Warriors, they fit. 100%. Right? It's not like, hey, his game don't fit what we do. It's just like they make it fit. So you got to give credit to the head coach. So when you have Mm -hmm. a great team, a great head coach, and everybody that buy-in, they're almost even on a different page than the Patriots because the Patriots have a lot of guys that don't have that much Mm -hmm. talent but just buy-in into what's going on, and they go and win. Like, you know, when you go to the Patriots, you know, I'm not going to get paid that much. I'm going to win win games. yeah. Yeah. Right, the Golden State Warriors—they have that, but they actually have good Talent. players yeah. and they draft well. That's another good. Th- th- that's another thing really about well. them. They draft well, yeah. so so it feels like this dynasty is going to be around for a while. And they know their personnel. Whatever small forward comes into their rotation, mm-hmm. like from Iggy when he was yeah. there, he was very important. KD just came and did his thing, and yeah. now Wiggs, Wiggins. It's just like man. that position is so crucial, and it always seems like they have that perfect piece, yeah. you know, to fit with uh, Steph and Clay out there and just to make this uh, inch and go. So I think, I think this is a collective job, you know, with the players, the front office, Steve Kerr. I just think they have the best organization yeah. right now and, and they are just going to keep piling on range, you know, in these next couple of years. I would say
0: they won this championship and just talking finals only because hundred percent Steph Curry refused to lose this finals. We've been talking about it and we as players, uh, you know this, B. Flow. You know this, Auntie Chantel. We could say we don't look at the news clippings, but we do. For we sure. hear we hear 100%. other analysts talking. So he definitely had the weight of that on his back, and you could tell because he was playing like it. Like you know, these people said, you know, I ain't one of the best ever. Like I got to go out here and win this Finals MVP, and then also win the NBA championship to solidify myself. Even though. I will always be solidified as the greatest shooter to ever have played this game, but people are still saying I don't affect the game on the other end of the court. Well, you know what? I'm going to go out here and show you because Steph actually played some really good defense last night. I believe I read a stat guys that uh, were, were three of 12 on him when he was the main defender last night. So he was playing really good defense. So I would say for the finals alone, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. He refused to lose that finals. But as a whole team, to your point, you 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 made a great point, B flow. Like that small forward position, Andrew Wiggins was yes. dynamite. Not only in the, the postseason, but during the regular season. Yeah. People forget he was selected as a starter on the all-star team for the Western Conference this year. So he he's gonna get it back. I know there's video of him and Jordan Poole talking to each other saying, Hey we're going to get a bag. We're going to get
1: a bag, this
0: <laughs> Austin. I think, uh, you know, Wiggins becomes free after next season. If I was the Warriors, I'd try to get get him some cash now, man, because, again, if you want to sustain success, it seems like he just fits perfectly in with this group. And you... Another point you made, Steve Kerr, man, and we're going to talk about him later. I mean, what he's been able to do with his big three, you know, Draymond, Clay, and Steph getting older, he's been able to bring in some younger guys. You got Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. We haven't even talked about Wiseman and Kaminga. Those guys are going to be really good for them in the future. And they just keep on trucking. And the way Steve Kerr is coaching, uh, he could potentially be on his way to being one of the, or if not the best coach to ever coach the game. So I want to ask you to this question, because we've had this discussion before did Steph Curry break into the top ten in the NBA all time after his finals performance?
4: He That's for me he
0: top ten yesterday. Mm. So you already had him in there, yeah. Auntie.
3: Yeah, remember Brandon? Like you know, he be Marsh. He he be slipping out of of I am athlete like when it's convenient for him, right? Trash <laughs> <laughs> and now he don't want to show up. I talked to him earlier. He's like, I might pop in. I was like, you ain't popping into that shit. You ain't you not popping in cause you was wrong period. But, but, you know, I think you can't be the best shooter of all time and, and not being the top 10. Um, And, and, you know, like you said, like he played defense yesterday and yeah. I just saw a different, a different Steph. I yeah. like Steph with a little, you know, a little trash talk. I like 100%. petty Steph. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like petty Steph and, and, you know when when he when he pointed at his finger the one time about the ring and then he did one where he told the crowd good night go like sleep, yep. <laughs> in Boston like that that showed a little swag from Steph and so I like that and so I'm putting him in top ten. What you think, B-Flow?
4: Oh, so, auntie, I want to ask you this before I go: Is, is he in your top five? Oh, no. <laughs> I need to know your top five then. If he's not in your top five, he, oh, hold on. Before you got to be your top five. Um, he's. Well, He's on the cusp. He's five ish. For Ooh. me, he's five ish, right? But I want to. I want to
3: hear. I think he's six man of the year. Uh, but, um, Bron, because you know he's my favorite. <laughs> Braun, you gotta have MJ. Mm-hmm. Right? You gotta have. You gotta have Kobe. Um,
2: See, me
3: his argument there. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm going back. I'm going way. We got back. five though, bro. Two without Shaq. You gotta have wait a minute now. Shaq and can hey, you imagine you ain't Magic Johnson at all? Can you nah, can you imagine having Shaq and Wilt in the
4: painting?
3: Yeah. That's my top five.
4: Yeah, see, who you, see so for who you me, got, B-fo? So for me, of course, you got LeBron, you got MJ for me you definitely have to throw in. See, for me, I'm a Magic guy. Like the way he was Showtime Showtime, and he he ran that team. I like Magic in my top five. And see these last two is so hard for me because Kareem was lethal. Shaq was dominant. Bill Russell. Bill Russell, like he was unstoppable. And but, then you
3: got Wilt too. You throw And, and Kobe,
4: Kobe, Kobe is who he is. My time out,
3: Brandon. You, you ain't give me the five. You gave me three in like nine. I,
1: <laughs>
4: I gave you three. My four will be Shaq, and my fifth, I think, Steph surpassed Ooh. Kobe. Ooh, with oh. three on, on this one, oh, really? On this, on this ring right here, Kobe does have one more ring. But anyone two without Shaq? He won two right. without Shaq. Right. But just as a player, the way Steph changed the game, and his story not even done, written, been yeah. written yet. So, okay. I, I can, okay, I'll take that back. He's not top five right now. But you got him. I don't in know. Top 10. I don't know. I got him tied with Kobe. I have him tied with Kobe. So, he's definitely your top 10. You got him yeah, tied Yeah, yeah, five. yeah, for sure. Because yeah. the way he changed the game and the way he seemed like he's not slowing down, man, it's yeah. just, that's why I got him five ish right now. But, but he's definitely in my top 10.
3: I, I understand what you're saying, but. I can't compare him to Kobe cuz at the end of the day and you're right you 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 said a great point you know his career's not over yet so he yeah. still has time but I still look at he still uh didn't show up at game 5 right there were still quarters where Steph didn't show up when you look at them finals that Kobe's played in like Man. Kobe showed up every night like every night
4: but auntie, he yeah. had to show up because he didn't have the help that stuff had, right? So the ball had to go through Kobe the whole game when he was like, not I am not talking about without Shaq. I'm talking about without Shaq. He kind of wasn't passing the ball to Shaq anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why people Kobe reminds so many people of MJ because MJ wasn't passing the ball either. So yeah. it was a different type of game you was looking at, where it's like, hey, this is the show. He's kind of going ice the ball back then. Yeah. Right. Know, but think about
3: keep- it. He lost he won without Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. And can you name some other players on them teams like it, you know, like just like this? Right, Gasol wow, was nice. They, they don't, but but look, <laughs> the Warriors don't win last night and they don't win this series without Wiggins, like period. Like, they don't win without Wiggins, they don't win without the dog of Draymond Green. They don't, they don't, you take Draymond Green and Wiggins off that team, you're right. Steph would have had to show up and he still had to show up. He still needed 34. He, he still needed the average 30 for them to, um. Win with the series, but yeah, I, I have him coming off the bench. But I don't know, Beef I don't know if I can say he tied with Kobe <laughs> right yet. But but we're gonna see. He got a couple more years. I mean, I think to me, it's
0: it's definitely a conversation. Top ten, no matter. Like I know Antoine Walker feels like no no matter what he did, he still wasn't in the top ten. I'm like, how can he not? Nice. be a top conversation. 10? conversation because I mean you know we were putting our list out there and the question I think question mark was Larry Bird like do you put him in front of Larry Bird or do you put Steph in front of Larry Bird uh he surpassed Larry Bird now in championship but I believe Larry Bird had three Steph now has four so to me I think it's an open conversation and to Antoine's point right Steph Self-scouted himself. He got in the gym. He's a little bit more bigger, so he was able to defend a lot better during these that finals, is. and we saw that last night. This is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, Lijay Dusable, with my teammates Brandon Flowers and Auntie Chantel, and we're talking about the 2022 and 23, no, 2021 to and 2022 NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, and Steph Curry winning the MVP of the finals last night. And Curry spoke after the game about why this championship just felt different than the previous three
2: championships. This one hits different for sure. Just knowing what the last three years have meant, what what it's been like from injuries to, you know, changing on the guard and the rosters, wigs coming through, our young guys, carrying the belief that we could get back to the stage and win, even if it didn't make sense to anybody when we said it. Now,
0: Auntie Chantel, was this the most impressive championship from the
3: Golden State Warriors? I think so. I, th- I think that that they they did go through a lot. And and Steph, you know, he was trying to be nice, but he said he he was throwing some shade. And we did this shit without KD. We did this when everybody was hurt. Like I love it. I, I think the petty petty uh, Steph was in there somewhere. But you know, I just think what they had to do. You know. I, I'm not sure that they have the most talented team. I do think that Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches, mm. but but I think I think roster wise, from one to twelve or whatever, they they're not the most talented team. But I think that makes the win that much more impressive. it makes what they did and and you know you said it many times, dudes. You know the Celtics were in this position. They're gonna come back, and and they're playing so well, and they wanted this so bad, and. And to go through everything that they went through, and and Boston was a hard fault series, and and so you know I just I you got to put this up there, but look, the latest one is always the best one.
4: Yeah, what do you think? No, you, know, I... you
3: think this is the most
4: impressive championship for, for sure? The State Warriors for sure, because like Auntie was saying, like when the, when they put their lineup on paper, you don't automatically say, all right, these are yeah, the guys going to that's, the that's gonna blow everything yeah. off the floor because you know, Looney came along this year and did his Mm. thing. They drafted Wiseman for a reason because they probably didn't feel Looney was going to be what he panned out to be.
0: And he's going to be a free agent so somebody's going to pay him. Yeah, (laughs) you know, Steph
4: coming off injury. So you don't know what Steph is going to give you. It was so much uncertainty. Um, Wiggins, you don't know how he's going to fit in. (laughs) Exactly. So so when the ball was tipped off, they played so well, they meshed so well. So you, you tend to forget about that. But a lot of people had to step up and play their role. You know, that was, that was, was so impressive. You know, even when Poole come in and want to do his thing and Mm -hmm. you got to calm him down sometime, but it's just like, Hey, the role you played this year, like we needed that. That was massive. You didn't give us that last year. Like we needed Mm -hmm. that this year. Like everything that they got from every player, they actually needed that to get them over the top this year. So that's why it was, it was definitely so much special, you know, as an athlete, um, when things get taken away from you, mm. that's what you want more than anything, right? So when you're going through the season and you don't get hurt at all and you play three, four seasons straight, you can kind of take the next game for granted, right? Yeah. But when you miss eight weeks or a whole season due to like the uh, an ACL and you just got to sit down and watch, you start to miss practice. 100%. You start yeah. missing how them wins felt in the locker room, them victory speeches, everybody hugging after the game. Like they missed that. Yeah. And they hurt everybody, like you said, talking and telling them like y'all not go come back yeah you know so just to prove everybody wrong everybody stepped up like they feel invincible right now like you say yeah. they gotta pay wiggins but they i yeah. think they feel like yo we can drive somebody and we still gonna be that you know, Ooh, so I don't know he I, was so pivotal. They're gonna, they gonna have to keep Wiggins though, they gotta keep Wiggins,
0: especially with Steph and them getting early older. Wiggins is young,
4: but but I feel like Iggy did the same thing. And when Iggy left, it was just like he wasn't, oh, scoring, as it's a he wasn't scoring as many points, he wasn't scoring as many <laughs> points. But I, I, I honestly got faith in Golden State and what hey, they do Steve
0: there, Kerr, 100%. Um, to me, definitely, this is the most impressive one. Uh, to your point, right? You talked about the injuries, not only to Steph Curry, but to Klay Thompson, Mm -hmm. right? Being away from the game for two plus years. um, You know, he wasn't his normal, Steph. You know, before you could always almost count on Klay and Steph getting 20, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't count on that this year from from Clay. So now you're talking about continuity, bringing Andrew Wiggins in and him dropping 18 to 20 every single game. Uh, Jordan Poole, automatic offense off the bench. And when Steph was hurt, shoot, sometimes Jordan Poole was dropping 30. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was, they really have a negative X man up mentality. I mean, Gary Payton, the second paid a pivotal role on defense. And then sometimes when they needed 15 from him, he would deliver. So like even Draymond falling off and getting older, where he's close to averaging close to a triple double. And he did that last night. Um, He hadn't really done that all during the playoffs. And he showed up last night. So in terms of NBA dynasties, where do you rank the Warriors? Because you look at it as a whole, right? They've been to the finals six out of the last eight years. They've won four out of the last eight. Auntie Chantel, where do you rank this Warriors, warriors
3: dynasty? You know, I know I'm going to get some backlash, but I, I don't know if they're a dynasty yet. Like, you So know. you're the second person I've heard <laughs> that. But
0: How can you not be a dynasty when you've been to the final six out of the last eight and you've oh, won four out of the last eight?
3: You're right. You're right. You know, I just, I just, I
0: don't know. I, maybe because... because it wasn't back to back to back. I mean, they won two in a row, right? And then they missed a year, then won another one.
3: Right. But but you know what? Like when you think of dynasties, you know, the Lakers team, the Celtics team, the Bulls team. Almost, yeah. So was maybe the second because... was
0: the second Lakers team a, technically a dynasty with Paul with Pal Gasol and Kobe? Nah, I mean, but then again, it was what about? It was about like seven or eight years between the time right. they were that. But but I, yeah. I think
3: that 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 maybe it's just because like Golden State isn't like that pretty dynasty team, like you know. He, you can't write, you can't do a thirty for thirty on the on the Golden State Warriors right now. Like, yeah. I, I, don't think so. When you can do a thirty for thirty on, them, then it become a, then it become a dynasty. We'll see. We what do you think, Befo?
4: I think that dynasty is just a different type of dynasty, right? Yeah. So when you think of the Bulls and you think of those guys, they was tough. You had Rodman diving for rebounds, MJ talking his talk and backing you down, and Pippen playing great defense. Like everybody had a staple, and they was tough. These guys just run around, shoot the ball, and they make it look easy. So it's not appealing to the eye that it's hard to win these games the way they are winning them, but they are. They are winning. So I think it depends on what you call a dynasty. You yeah, know, I you, think it's a dynasty. I
0: mean, again, you went to six out of the last eight and you didn't just go, right? You won half of
4: them. So Four out of the last eight? Like, to me, that's a dynasty. So I asked that question real quick because LeBron been to eight straight finals. So with the team... He, 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 he only won...
2: Hey.
0: Before the Lakers won the championship, he had only won, what, one of those? That he went to eight straight, but only won one? Yeah, but... So I, I propose this question to our producer, Anthony, when I talked to him earlier. You remember those... Buffalo Bills teams in the nineties, they went to the five, like the championship game every year, but they would Came lose. So they, yeah. So are they considered? They can a, be a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah I'm saying. So LeBron's teams can not be a dynasty. For one, it was two different teams, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, he was he won what two, and then he was off and missed a couple, and he went eight straight years, but it only ended up winning. I think what three out of eight, maybe so. Hear in-depth analysis of the NBA Finals with Danny Green on Inside the Green Room,
4: a SiriusXM podcast. Andrew Wiggins has changed the narrative about who he was. He's the second best player on the Warriors, and he might mess around and win Finals MVP. He has another great appearance, another great outing like but I think I, I might pick him as MVP if Steph is off again. But it's not just it's not because of the offense, but his defense, uh, more importantly than anything. Inside the Green Room. Download it now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lijay Dusable, with my teammates, Auntie, Chantel, Tremeter, and Brandon Flowers. And shout out the Warriors Radio on SiriusXM XM for that final call from the game. And shout out our producer, Sean, with that fire beat coming back from Come the on. break. The Warriors are the world and petty champions. Now, Steph Curry <laughs> said and called himself the petty, you know, the petty king he's been keeping these receipts from analysts that said after he signed his deal a few years back that he would win zero titles from that point. And this is what he said about those so-called experts and his
2: team winning any more finals. Clearly remember some experts and talking heads putting up the big zero of how many championships we would have going forward because of everything that we went through. So we hear all of that and you carry it all and try to maintain your purpose, not let it uh, distract you, but you carry that, that weight and <laughs> to get here, it all comes out. So it's, it's, uh, it's special.
0: Now his teammate Draymond Green didn't want Steph to be alone on this petty train. He decided to wear a t-shirt mocking the Celtics on this t-shirt. It has 18 banners, right? The 17 banners of the Boston Celtics and their championship wins. And the shirt says all about 18, but in that magical box, 18 Draymond wrote in some specific words that said warriors. Nope. Maybe in 23. Now, you know, After every game, Draymond is heading to the Draymond Green podcast. And he did so after celebrating last night's win. And he had some choice words for ESPN analyst Kendrick Perkins. This is what he said about Kendrick Perkins.
1: If you know the game of basketball, basketball will give you enough to talk about. The problem is all of these people talking about basketball that don't know basketball. And so what do you do? You chase controversy. The new media, we don't do that. That's why you see J.J. Reddick flourishing. That's why you see C.J. McCollum flourishing. That's why you see me flourishing. So we don't do that. We simply talk the game that we know and embrace it. Teach. That's what these spots are about. How do you teach the game? How do you teach the fans the game? These people that think they know the game of basketball but don't really know. How does JJ Reddick go up there and teach the game? That's the new media. You got fools like Kendra Perkins come dressing like a clown. Come up here in a, a jail suit. And then you lead a game early tonight. Stand on your word, brother. You gotta stand on that. It's one thing's for certain, I'm gonna stand on my full-time champ. I'm out.
0: Talk bad to him, Draymond Green. Come on, Dre. the new media. Be flow. Are the Warriors the pettiest collection of basketball players ever assembled on one team? I don't think
4: they petty. Talk your talk. Everybody, everybody wanna kick you when you down. Yeah, they, they think do. you're right. They want to say this and that. And you mm. think you supposed to just they think you're supposed to just be quiet and be a class act when you win? Like, nah, I'm about to that let talk. everybody <laughs> yeah. know how I feel. And I think they're doing exactly what they what they should do. And then next year. I think they're gonna be the favorite to win it again because you know everybody gonna be waiting for them to fall next oh, 100%. year. So they gonna come with that chip on their shoulder again next year to be like, "Hey, I know y'all ready to talk, but listen, y'all amped us up some more, and now we finna go put it on on the court again." So I love it the way they talk. Oh, now they gotta back it up next year.
0: Hundred percent. Auntie, what do you think are, are the Look, good hey, petty I,
3: team? I don't know if they petty, but I tell you this: uh, I would have been more petty. Me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I didn't play in this era, but look, Draymond, I love him Like because he's he speaking so much trash, I mean, so much facts, and, and he said it, you know, we're about trying to teach the game, we're, we're talking about what we know, mm-hmm. right, and and there were so many, um, that, that's what fueled the fire, like, they didn't realize that Boston fans were fueling the fire, and there's nothing better in the world for any athlete than prove somebody wrong. And they proved the whole city wrong. They proved the whole country wrong because nobody thought they were going to win it this year. And you know now they sit with four rings on they, on their hands and 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 trying to go for their fifth.
0: Yeah, I mean I love it, man. You know Steph Curry uh, remembering from a few years ago, which means he he definitely kept those receipts of all the endless putting that zero up around their eye of him not. Saying that he wouldn't win any more uh, zero titles from when he signed that deal, and then, you know Draymond is always ready, right? He, he he's quick on his feet, so I know he couldn't wait to get at Patrick. Uh, I mean Kendrick Perkins last night. They've they've kind of gone back and forth throughout this whole postseason. Um, you know Draymond signed this deal to turn to Turner sports, so he'll be you know on uh, NBA TV on uh, you know on TNT speaking basketball. And I I love this new media. He's really like the spokesperson of the new media of how like this young generation, or I say young generation, but guys that are in their thirties and, and uh, early forties. And, you know, the change of guards as far as analysts that played the game becoming analysts. I I love his swagger about it. So Clay Thompson decided that, you know, the other two of the big three were being petty. He didn't want to be left out. So during following the game, uh, you know, Klay Thompson talked about Jaron Jackson Jr. tweeting out strength and numbers when they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies earlier in the playoffs. And this is what Klay Thompson had to say about Mr. Jackson's tweet from earlier during the, strength the playoffs.
2: Strength and numbers is alive and well. <laughs> I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength and numbers after they beat us in the regular season and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking cloud. Okay. 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 Sorry. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us. Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So, to be here again, hold that. I got a memory like an elephant. I don't forget. And there was a lot of people kicking us when we were down.
0: Beefo, to your point, you just said that, right? People hey. were kicking them when they were down. Clay missed two years plus. Staff was coming off an injury. Uh, you know, this dynasty is over there. They'll never make it back to the NBA Finals. And to to, to a point, right? We talked about this off-camera B flow and Auntie Chantel. You know, us as players, you know, anytime we talk to media, we would be like, yeah, we don't really pay attention to what people are saying. That's a bold face lie. <laughs> we pay attention and remember what everybody said about us. For this point specifically, when I do Fact. do it, you're going to hear about it, damn it. So All day. About Klay Thompson jumping in on, on this petty trade.
4: No, I just love it because, like you said, man, fans can just see, like, nah, when somebody talk, like, they talk to me. Yeah. Like, don't think we are robots and we're not seeing that. Now, we're not – I'm not saying that we listen to what every fan tweet or every, you know mm. – this and that, but when a player call us out, Oh, like, yes. oh nah, it ain't it ain't nothing. You can you can't even take that back. Like, I can't even wait to play you again next year. So mm. the fact that Clay hung on to that and he put that chip on his shoulder. And I like yeah. the way they express themselves in the NBA, right? Because in the NFL, I feel like we say the politically correct thing. <laughs> exactly. If you do kind of get off script, like ah, you stand out. But I love the way in the NBA they real. embrace them boys, the way they just no, nah, I'm gonna come up here and speak my mind. I love it. And they and even the media, they they love it, they embrace it. So I just love that the Warriors had a moment. I love how they're expressing themselves. It's a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, auntie what do you think
0: about Klay Thompson
4: jumping in on this, this petty train
3: I love it. The best part he said was he called him a bum, bum. And, <laughs> and then then apologized. And, <laughs> and look, he and he knew who he knew who tweeted that out and still yeah. didn't say it. he Just he called him a player name from the, name a player it. from the like. You got to get to the championship before you can even talk trash. And and, and so I I love it. Like I said, they got their four rings. And at least till next year at this time, they
0: can keep talking about it. Yeah, before what's the pettiest thing you've done uh via social media or in real life once you found out either a fan or another player was talking about you?
4: Man, I'm not a I'm a I'm a chill person. A I ain't a petty guy. person, <laughs> I ain't a petty guy. I'm just I'm even killed, man. You ain't gonna say nothing to rile me up. I ain't gonna get too excited, I ain't gonna get down. I'm even killed. So yeah. I don't fall into that category, you know what the pettiness for real. I like to watch it. I like <laughs> I like to see everybody else indulge in it, but I'm just an even kill
0: dude. Auntie, we know you you've you've had some probably petty situations. What, what was the pettiest thing that you've done via either social media or you know after a game when a player was talking crazy to you? Look, I'm
3: I'm, I'm petty as hell. I <laughs> you know I'm 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 petty LaBelle, but but mostly you know what I, I do most of my pettiness now on social media. You know, because we didn't have social media when I was playing, and so now, you know, when when people come at me for my trick shots and stuff like that, uh, you know, I just petty. And and it was one time somebody said something about, like, oh, they give GEDs to everybody, and so I had to pull out my PhD, my little my little pocket PhD on her, and and uh, mm. just put it in her face and walked away. So. Talk bad. It through. is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in a few situations. I, I I pick and choose when I want to be petty on the field. Uh, you know, there's been guys that have talked trash, offensive linemen, and we smoke them. So, you know, I definitely give them an earful after that and let them know how I really feel about them. Um, yeah, Clay was nice by saying bum. I, I'd probably, I've said some other choice words. Um, but then, <laughs> you know, fans and other analysts, you know, did, did you ever get into before like a, a they call it a Twitter beef with somebody because you disagree, uh, you know, on a certain subject and you're stating facts and they're just talking out of their ass. And you're like, <laughs> hold on, what? Like, w- did you really just say that? So I- I've gotten a couple of times where I've been a- extra petty when it comes to that on Twitter, because, you know, w- when you know, you're know you a player and you're supposed to know the game and then mm-hmm. you say something off wall, and you're like, are you just doing this to get a hot take? Or is this truly what you believe? Because this is truly what you believe. I can't believe somebody paying you to say that. Cause that's absurd. So like, uh, that, that's I've been petty on Twitter before, but you know, like you, I'm, I'm not too, too petty. I pick and choose when I want to be petty, man. This is I am. I'll be the petty for all of us. I love it. <laughs> this is I am athlete tonight. I'm your host Liget Dusable, with my teammates, Brandon Flowers and auntie Chantel Tremontier. And we were talking about the world and petty champions, the golden state warriors. Now let's shift over to the NFL and the NFL is fining teams. Three teams got fined for excessive contact in spring drills. The first team was the Washington Commanders. Coach Ron Revere was fined $100,000 and stripped of two OTA practices next year in 2023 for conducting excessive contact in spring drills. The next team, and this is Mike McCarthy in the Dallas Cowboys. This is their second year in a row being penalized by the NFL for holding practices deemed too physical. Mike McCarthy was fined 100000 as well. And the Cowboys forfeited a OTA practice for 2023 after being fined 50000 last year. And then a $50,000 punishment was levied to Houston Texans coach Levy Smith after, after an unapproved workout was discovered during the team's OTAs, one-on-one drills between offense and defensive line, which is definitely a big no-no. Speaking as a defensive lineman, there's not supposed to be one-on-one Offense and defensive line drills, they were probably either doing run blocking or one-on-one pass rush. I would assume because there's no pads on, Mm -hmm. it was pass rush drills. So what we do in these one-on-one drills, is they line up the offensive line, they go five across, right? Tackle guard center, guard, tackle, a defensive lineman, a defensive tackle, a nose tackle, a defensive tackle, and a defensive end. And they do one-on-one pass rush drills. You know, the defensive linemen are working on their hands. The offensive linemen are working on their kick step and hand placement, right? But it's really hard to do that drill uh, because it's more of a physical drill, and you can't do it with pads on. It always gets physical. There's usually always fights during that drill, and they were supposed to have outlawed them during the springs and OTAs. So uh, I want to bring in my my teammate B-Flow, and I'll speak onto this as well. Like just take us into uh, a a ran, a regular OTA slash mini camp practice. I would say from when we played, when the rules were a little different, mm-hmm. to now.
4: You know, so when we played, they didn't care about us at all. <laughs> yeah, it was real. <laughs> OTAs, it was like a miniature camp. Yeah, they tell you it's uh, not mandatory, but you better be there. It's it, mandatory, <laughs> voluntary. Yeah, exactly. Voluntary, mandatory. <laughs> and like you said, it was like training camp. It was yeah. like, listen, we getting to jump on everybody, and they were so. Old school, is like we gotta be tougher than everybody, Man. we gotta be more in shape than and everybody. And there was
0: more OTA practices than they have now as well.
4: Yeah, and we like, bro, the season just ended like a month and a half ago. <laughs> Crazy. Feel high, like, what are we well, doing? It here?
0: was remember in our first three years before because we both came out in 08. Uh, you know, the off-season program started in early March. Yes. So if you was in the playoffs, or even if you went to the Super Bowl, literally a month ago, you was playing football. So, like, I remember, you know, my rookie year, I was with the Giants. We went to the second round in the playoffs. Bro, we were back in New York in March. I'm like, damn, we just left <laughs> this place. Like, this is crazy. That's what I'm it was still snow. It was snowing up there still. So, like, yeah.
4: To, to Brandon's point, man, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead and continue. To be but, frozen, but yeah. I like I like the new way, but you can't be too soft with it, right? Yeah. Um, I like that they don't want – they're trying to protect these coaches, what these players from the coaches telling them, like, I don't care. We need to rev it up, right? You know when the coaches get in their little zones, like, I don't care. We're not supposed to be doing this, but we We going to do it it. anyway. (laughs) So I like the fact that they are uh, are being responsible at monitoring this stuff. But at the same time, we NFL athletes, we need to get some work in, right? We need to feel each other because when I was in San Diego before they moved to L.A., they threatened us from uh, almost losing the practice in OTA because uh, we was doing like pass or one-on-one yeah. and somebody kind of collided, just trying to break the ball up, just yeah. incidental, accidental. Like we pros, we know how to practice, but guys' shoes got tangled up and they didn't even want us to do that. Wow. So when it came to that, it was just like, okay, now if we go half speed, that's when we get hurt, right? Facts. So you got to have some kind of fine line where you let little stuff like, the officer D-line, be a little combative. Don't be too much. Well, this is a camp, but at least let them go at it and just experience what it's going to be like coming back from training camp because our bodies need it. And we don't get in shape from just running up and down a field conditioning on air. We get in shape from pushing, punching each yeah, other. Just exactly. Practicing. Going through actual plays like you would in game day situations. Exactly. That's what yeah. gets us in shape. So I like this new rule, but I think they need to monitor it like – a little bit more loosely right like yeah. let them get after a little bit but still don't let it be as don't hard it as it was control. before
0: with us yeah for sure yeah it's a brand new point like when we were played we played before that new cba happened i believe it was in 2010 after the 2010 mm-hmm. season is when the uh like again we were out yeah, with our teams in March, right? And again, my rookie year, we went to the playoffs, went to the second round. So we were in the playoffs in, you know, mid-January. and you know, Turn around, a month later, we're back up in New York. Like, mm-hmm. barely got to see the family or anything for the off-season. The off-season program was long, man. It was literally, I think now it's only like six weeks or something. But like, man, back then, that Love. thing was like three months. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like March two days, March to May, March to the end of May. And it was like, it was crazy. We used to have like 18 or something like that OTA practices. Now I think they only have 10. With a, a mini camp added in there as well. So, you know, OTAs are supposed to be like, like Brandon said, you're going to get a jump on the season. You want to work your offense and defensive schemes. But nowadays, it's, it's mainly like seven on seven. There's not too many 11 on 11 drills because they don't mm-hmm. want the offensive line, the defensive line getting competitive. Somebody may be getting, you know, Twisted up and getting potentially yeah. hurt, uh, you know, torn pecs or strains. They try to avoid all that during OTAs because you don't wear pads, right? Mm-hmm. You're out there in just jerseys. So, I mean, I remember doing OTAs. I think they outlawed this. I used to wear them little shock pads up top because uh-huh. I was like, man, some people don't know how to practice. So I got to protect my <laughs> shoulders. Um, you know, the offensive lineman coming off, you mess around and get in there with a, a young boy, a rookie or something, you know. And, and that's how I was when I was younger. You know, I was trying mm-hmm. to get it. You so, like, I get in. it. So, yeah, so I get it. You know, you're going to go out there and practice hard and put your helmet all into somebody's shoulder and, you know, you're going to be dinged up. So, after OTAs, you have a you know a three day mini camp, and you see more and more teams are starting to cut that mini camp short. I mean, Doug Peterson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they already had a voluntary mini camp earlier this offseason, so he decided to let all the you know the main veterans have the you know the 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 veteran mini camp off that way they can rest and prepare uh, to get ready for the season because he felt like they got enough good work. But yeah, man, those mini camp days and OTA days back in the day, those were like real mini many, like, training camp practices, man. You
4: used to be hurt. They were today's training camp. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. That's a perfect perfect example. Literally, like, how today's training camp has been toned down. That's how, you know, OTAs and minicamp used to be back in the day, our first three years in the NFL. But I think it's a good thing to be for this point that they've kind of shortened it down. I think you got to sometimes, you know, handle it loosely because you still want guys to go out there and compete a little bit and work on, you know, the schemes and getting in shape. Um, We saw, we're seeing some videos of OTAs practices right now in the studio. You see a little Jersey tug here, Jersey tug there. I mean, that can, you know, somebody could pull a hamstring doing that, but like, I think being a little competitive and little combative, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Do you think, you know, the fines are necessary, though, for for these
4: coaches and teams. You have to find them so you to regulate so, it. Yeah, to regulate yeah. it because if you take away a practice, I mean, at the same time, the players loving that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, unless you're a young guy,
4: yeah, you ain't gonna get so many opportunities, you're right? Yeah, but, but if you're a you're, you're, you're like, I'm right, hey, yes. trying to do this again, <laughs> so we can get another practice taken away?" I'm purposely but,
0: going out there and start a fight. <laughs> shut this all down.
4: <laughs> but but you have to find them so the coaches know just in case they are getting carried away, like that's they slap on the wrist, you know, because yeah. even if they took a practice before and they didn't find them, they'll find a way to incorporate like that practice into another practice. Right. 100%. They gonna get that back. They don't so. get that
1: back
0: some type of way. And there's yeah. going to be a speed through through or something like yeah, exactly. that.
4: <laughs> so, so that find is really like catching the eye like, all right, we definitely got to chill and we got to do this thing the right way.
0: Yeah, quickly before we go to break, let's let's just go over what a whole OTA day looks like, right? So you get in um, as you would during training camp, during OTAs around like seven AM, seven thirty, maybe you go in, maybe have a workout in the morning. Then you got you know usually a team meeting or special teams meeting early in the morning. Then after that, you uh, go into offensive defensive meetings, and then as a whole offense and defense. Then you go into your position meetings. Then depending on the schedule, right, you might have a walkthrough real quick. Then you got lunch then you go into a practice, right? And then after practice, because it's OTAs and you can't only be in the building for a certain amount of time, you usually, you know, are, are done after practice or you have a quick film session right after practice to go over the film. Then you go home, uh, you know, maybe grab a snack on the way out of here. Um, dinner, you're usually on your own during OTA. Yeah. They ain't paying for dinner for you. <laughs> you hate that. Yeah, man. So some guys will stay, you know, in the building, get some rehab, maybe uh, watch some film. But, the, you know, they usually try to kick guys out of there because because of these new rules, you can only be in the building for a certain amount of hours
1: I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a 5 star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal guys. Stop being lazy pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a 5 star rating subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch a full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, SiriusXM XM Channel 82. Go to SeriousXM.com IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts.